Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There you will stand, so strong. I will say, along live swift cast. Your headphones blaring our podcast. Nothing is sweeter than Swiftcast. Hey guys. Hey. Hey. Welcome to episode 86 of Swiftcast. This is Steph. Ashley. And Jill. <laughs> and in case you can't tell, Jill is a little sick right now. A little bit. <laughs> we give her a lot of credit for recording anyway. Jill really wanted to be here for our very exciting year-end episode where we talk about all of the things that have happened throughout the year, our favorite moments, your favorite moments. So we have a lot of really exciting things to talk about. And even though we're going to give you a great recap, we still want to keep you up to date with the news and what you need to set your DVRs for. So we'll start with keeping up with Swift. All right, so Blank Space has had over 200 million views in just five weeks, which is amazing. That's a month. And Shake It Off just reached over 400 million views, and that makes it Taylor's most viewed video ever, actually, which is both really, really high numbers. And not very surprising that Shake It Off is the highest ever viewed video because it's just so popular. Yeah, it really is like an anthem of all her songs. And I think Blank Space probably will become the second most. It's way up there in terms of numbers already. Yeah. If Shake It Off reached 400 million after about four months, and Blank Space is at half that in a month, then it's probably going to pass it. I actually think it might. People love to see Taylor being crazy. Yeah. I just imagine random people, people not even in the fan base, like saying to each other, hey, did you see that video where Taylor Swift goes crazy? And then they have to like, show it to them to like see what they're talking about. And then that's how she's getting all these views. I think that was part of her planning, too. <laughs> she's genius. But she was able to do it without taking her clothes off or doing something like awful. Just trying to chop down a tree. Yeah. Very controversial. Throwing cell phones in water. That is bad. And speaking of being a rule breaker by throwing phones into water, Taylor is on the cover of the newest issue of Hollywood Reporter, which will be available on December 26th. And it's an issue that's dedicated to this year's rule breakers. And I haven't been able to find this yet. I'm hoping maybe it just hasn't hit the newsstands yet. I also haven't been able to find the Billboard magazine yet, which is very frustrating because I want the cover and all the photos of her for Woman of the Year. So hopefully you guys have been finding these magazines for your collection. I hope so. And most recently, well, not most recently, but Taylor retweeted a tweet that John Green made about singing along to 1989 while shooting Paper Towns. And John Green wrote The Fault in Our Stars, so if you didn't know who he was, but he's making a movie called Paper Towns. And yeah, he made a tweet about the cast singing along to 1989, and I guess Taylor liked it and she retweeted it, so you don't know what that means. 
And this was after they apparently had talked on the phone, John and Taylor, a couple of weeks ago. I wonder what this could mean. I think this is definitely happening. For real. It really is. I'm going to buy the book and read it. Oh, it's a really good book. I want to read all these books because I loved The Fault in Our Stars. They're all really good. Now that I know this film's coming out, I definitely want to read Paper Towns. So in more record-breaking news, 1989 was the number two album of the week recently, but it was projected to then this week go back to number one, and it just keeps selling so many copies every week. So it just sold 277,607, can't forget the seven, copies. (laughs) So the grand total of it is now up to 3,003,615, and I think I bought the last 15. (laughs) i just like how they have the very specific total i know not just three million so that means that it went triple platinum in seven weeks and it's very close to becoming the highest selling album of the year which right now frozen is at the highest selling album of the year but if taylor keeps selling her typical numbers each week for the rest of this year she might beat it and that's pretty amazing that she's that close to frozen since frozen has been out for so long for the entire year yeah And 1989 has been out since pretty much November, and if it overtakes it, it's going to be awesome. It's only fair that one queen dethrones the other. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. It's funny because I think that I've seen in a few places that a lot of people are just frustrated that songs from Frozen have still not gone away, and I only wish that songs from 1989 were played all over the place as much as Frozen is. Are you kidding me? I love Frozen. I hope it never goes away. I love Frozen. (laughs) I listen to it by myself. Well, I was just reading an article that people think this will actually happen just because of Christmas and the holiday and Taylor's album and actually Ed Sheeran's album. They're both in high demand for Christmas and holiday gifts this year. I went out and bought one for my dad because I already bought my mom one, so I figured I'll just keep buying more. Yeah, but you know, Frozen is technically a soundtrack. Like, Taylor is technically the most selling album for, like, an artist, because technically Frozen's a soundtrack with multiple artists on it. So, I mean, technically it is her. Yeah, that's a good point. I still want it to be official that just pretty much between November and the end of December, she sold more copies than anyone, any other album. I think she can do it. I have a lot of optimism about it. Definitely. And it would also be great if Taylor reaches the school because so many magazines and publications have been naming 1989 as the album of the year, even though it's only been out for pretty much two months. USA Today picked it as the album of the year. And then the New York Times also announced that 2014 is the year of Taylor. So she definitely needs to break that record. I'm confused because I thought every year was the year of Taylor. I know, right? (laughs) I mean, this is maybe a higher year than usual, but every year is all about Taylor, at least in my world. When you think about it, though, like this year kind of was all about Frozen and everything Frozen and this whole year was Frozen. And then Taylor's album came out and just blew it away after like for eight months, Frozen like took up everything in the whole universe. (laughs) And then Taylor blew it away in just one month. Well, I wish that there was as much Taylor merch available in stores everywhere as there is for Frozen. Yeah, they just made a Frozen Lego set. That's true. And you can go see Frozen on Ice, and they're making a whole nother movie. Can we see Taylor on Ice? I was going to say, where's Taylor on Ice? I want to see 1989 on Ice. I want to get one of those rainbow slushy Frozen things. (laughs) 
Well, maybe they'll make a Broadway 1989 since it's all about New York and Taylor's in New York. You know how they did it for Green Day? They have Green Day on Broadway they or whatever? They did have that, yeah. I can totally see that happening and I will go oh my God. to see it. Was actual Green Day in that or was it just a tribute to Green Day? I don't think they were actually in it. I'm pretty sure it was just playing Green Day songs and acting out some sort of story. I'd still see it without Taylor, I guess, but I would be sad. Well, speaking of New York, Taylor, as usual, was out and about all over New York City this week, and she met up with a couple friends, Tavi Gevinson and Lena Dunham, and she also went to see the Carol King musical with her family, and I didn't really know that that was a musical, but I'm very interested to learn more about it. Yeah, me too. I had no idea it was a musical, but she hung out with everyone backstage afterward and looked like she had a great time. She always has good taste in knowing what the new hot musical and things like that is. So if she went to see it, I'm sure it was really good. If only we lived in New York and go to all these musicals. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I wish. I still wanted to see Bullets Over Broadway, which she went to see in the spring. I'm still mad about Matilda the musical, as you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> Matilda. <laughs> all I want to do is see Matilda the musical. <laughs> Well, also this week in getting ready for Christmas, and we know how charitable Taylor always is, she donated 653 boxes, each of which had 72 t-shirts to Toys for Tots. Why didn't she just make it 650? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. I think she may have literally been getting rid of the entire warehouse of Red Tour t-shirts. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) That is a lot of shirts. Let's do the math. (laughs) 47,016. That's going to be a lot of well-dressed kids. Yeah, 47,000. And it looked like from some pictures I saw that she donated other toys too, not just her unwanted Red Tour merch. That's amazing. So while Taylor might be a little bit off our radar during the holidays, you can still catch her on a lot of upcoming events for this month and next month. So we want to give you a quick rundown of her schedule so you can set your DVRs and get ready to see her. So on December 31st, which is New Year's Eve, she's going to be performing in New York at Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve with Ryan Seacrest, and that starts at 8 p.m., and it's on ABC, and she's probably going to be closing the show, so she might be a little later. So if you can't get to the TV right at 8, don't worry. That's crazy because that means two years have passed since we watched her on it last time, which was when she was with Harry and 2013 was just starting and Red had just come out. It's crazy. It is. Feels like it was just yesterday. Then on January 7th, Taylor is nominated for three People's Choice Awards. We don't know yet whether Taylor will be attending the award show. She has before, but we just don't have any confirmation yet. It will air on January 7th on CBS, and Taylor is up for Favorite Female Artist, Favorite Pop Artist, and Favorite Song for Shake It Off. And then the next big award show after that, one of the biggest award shows of the year, of course, the Grammys. That's on February 8th on CBS. And Taylor's nominations are Song of the Year for Shake It Off, Best Pop Solo Performance for Shake It Off, and Record of the Year for Shake It Off. <laughs> <laughs> 
And the Grammys put out a really cool commercial called The Grammy Effect, which is a series of different commercials that they're doing. And the one featuring Taylor, I love. It shows this guy sitting in, was it an airport? I thought it was a train station, but I don't know. Sitting somewhere. Guy who looks, you know, like a rocker type guy. And then he just starts headbanging and flipping his hair. And then it goes to a clip of Taylor headbanging during her all-too-well performance at the last Grammy Awards. <laughs> Taylor loved it. Yeah, she tweeted about it. That's really funny. And to wrap February up, she's going to be performing at the Brit Awards, which is on February 25th. I don't know all the details of that yet, so we'll keep you guys updated next year. Well, next we have some mini segments with some really great Swifty problems that people have been having recently. And our first one is from at Hippie Carrie Duff. When you fall asleep with a 13 on your hand and it stains the inside of your Taylor bracelet. Swifty problems. Oh no. That reminds me of when Taylor tweeted that she fell asleep on her hand and had an imprint of a 13 on her face. She woke up. <laughs> that happened to me once too. <laughs> it was during Speak Now and the 13 was purple. That's really appropriate though for Speak Now. I know. Our next one is from Fearless Hoobian. And she said, I'm definitely not sitting by the window listening for the UPS truck that will deliver my Taylor merch that I bought. Swifty problems. <laughs> waiting for UPS trucks and FedEx trucks. Yeah, that sounds like me and the FedEx truck. I was waiting for all my mystery gifts and then they all turned out to be rubber <laughs> bracelets. Me too. And our next Swifty problem comes from at Swift J Law. My 13 days of Taylor package is scheduled to get here on Thursday. Yay, yay, yay. Christmas present from me to me. <laughs> yay, yay, yay. <laughs> Santa emoji, Christmas tree emoji. <laughs> Swifty problems. Our next one is from at bfosta09. We all need a little Swiftamine. Swifty problems. And that's a reference to the hilarious SNL skit, if you haven't seen it yet, where it's about how everybody loves Taylor and no one can get enough of her and you need Swiftamine for help. <laughs> But there is no help. Is that like Dramamine that just like slowly puts you to sleep? <laughs> like when you're getting too hyped up on Taylor, you just take it and it slowly puts you to sleep. I think it might only work on the average person. I feel like for us, there is no cure. Yeah. <laughs> well, our last one is from at E.N.M. Perez. Went wild when they played Shake It Off. Swifty problems. You forgot to add in the ha 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 ha. Yeah, I didn't get why that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what you do when Shake It Off comes on. It's true. I've watched the Jingle Ball performance of Shake It Off probably 90 times, and every time I go wild. And when she says, it's my birthday, I just can't get over it. <laughs> so cute. Well, thank you guys for sending us your Swifty problems for this week. Keep sending them. I know you'll probably have a lot of Swifty problems over the holiday and for the new year, and we love to hear from you and read them. Next, we're going to move on to our fashion updates, and Taylor has a lot of great fashion from being in New York recently. As always. So our first one was on December 15th when she was in New York, obviously, and she was leaving her apartment, and she was seen in her Hudson jeans, Nico mid-rise super skinny and graphite teal. 
and those are $176. She was also wearing her Prada ankle boots, which are a whopping $990, and she had her Top Shop Slim Pocket Detail Coat, which is 59 euros, and her Dulce and Cabana black large that got a shoulder bag and that's no longer available so we don't have a price for you guys the coat she wore on the 15th i thought was a really good deal only 59 euros it was a looked like a really nice coat yeah so if anyone needs a holiday gift for others or yourself might want to check that one out on december 18th while taylor was in new york she was wearing green high heel ankle booties that are by and other stories and those are 95 euros and the rest of her outfit hasn't been discovered yet but her whole ensemble that day was very fashionable as always then the next day december 19th out and about once again in new york city taylor had on the finders keepers long time cream plaid coat which was $211, marked down to $169. And with that, she had her Rag and Bone Bordeaux Harrow Leather Ankle Boots for $495. And then she had on red gloves from the brand Accessorize, and they were wool gloves with a bow, and those are $23. And then she brought back our favorite purse, the Aldo Fratopolazine bag, which was only $50. I love that purse. Yay! It was exciting to see her actually wearing the purse again since we've gotten it. Yeah, I thought that as soon as we had it, she would just stop using it. Oh, common people are wearing that. I can't wear that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought it would be our luck. The peasants discovered it. And so a few older items came up on Swift style. So they are old, but they've been recently discovered. So back on November 11th, she was in New York City leaving her apartment, and she wore a blue Catherine Hooker Buxton coat, and that was 920 euros. So that was pretty expensive. I love that coat. And then on October 19th, when Taylor was in Sydney... She was arriving at a restaurant and she wore this black lace dress that is from And Other Stories. It's 95 euros. And Taylor also just wore it when she was at the musical the other night with Austin and her parents. And you can see her backstage in some of the photos. She's wearing the same dress. I love it. We want to thank TaySwiftStyle.com for finding these outfits. You can check out her website to find links and photos. You can also find a great holiday gift guide for some inexpensive items you could buy for yourself or your friends. So go check that out. And next we're going to go to our main discussion, which of course is our recap of everything from 2014. And we have a lot of submissions from all of you. Thank you for responding to our survey. So the first question that we asked people was, what is your favorite live performance of Taylor's in 2014? And as with all these questions, it was very hard to choose. So we didn't really put choices. We kind of just left it as a free-for-all for for people to write in whatever they wanted because otherwise we'd have to list like 2,000 answer choices. But the same ones came up a lot. And one of the most popular definitely was All Too Well at the Grammy which was one of the first performances of the year and I totally agree it was amazing yeah I have to say that was my favorite they like Jimmy Kimmel too yeah out of the woods on Jimmy Kimmel was probably tied right after that one probably because that was the first time out of the woods was shown live on TV yeah I love both of those I think all too well was great because it really was Taylor's first preview into what this whole era was going to be about because fans were the ones who wanted her to perform all too well and she knew that and she was stalking us on social media and she said oh well I'm going to do what the fans want and not only did she completely nail the performance and 
it was amazing, but it really just kind of set the tone for this whole new era. And I remember when everybody was tweeting, trying to tell her that we wanted her to play it at the Grammys. And I think I even said this on an episode. She's not going to listen to people. She already has a song picked out. She's not going to just do a song that was never released just because bands on Twitter are saying they want that. And I was totally wrong. Yeah. My favorite performance was in her living room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Subtle bragging. <laughs> yeah. Other popular performances that people liked were Release Day on the Rooftop. I definitely like that one a lot. Oh, yeah. Me too. <laughs> love Story at iHeartRadio, which was the debut of the Love Story remix, which I was also there for and was amazing. Someone else said Shake It Off at the iHeartRadio Jingle Ball. You were there for that, too. Yeah. You were there for pretty much everything. Yeah, I don't know if they meant LA or New York. They're both iHeart, but yeah, I guess I was there for everything. But I wasn't there for this last <laughs> one that someone said, which was, ew, with Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a performance, but it counts. It was good enough. I really loved her love story at iHeart. I can't wait to see that one live. Yeah. Although I do think people missed one here that for me goes up with all too well. And that is her live performance of Riptide at Live Lounge. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. It's very close with All Too Well for me. I thought that was just a great performance. I have to add in another one that I just thought of. <laughs> I really, really loved Style at the Victoria's Secret show. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I also loved Style on the rooftop, but... <laughs> <laughs> No, it's just I really love the Victoria's Secret show this year. I loved it last year, too, but this year's was even better. Taylor was just so perfect. Style was the perfect song for it. Everything just was great. No one put blank space at the AMAs. I think there's so many that you just forget and they all start to blur together. I think so. But I thought that one was great. And I think it probably is representative of what it will be like on tour, which is really exciting. Oh, the other thing that I loved was just her performance on Good Morning America in Times Square. Now we're just going to list every performance. <laughs> it's just, it was really cool because she was in Times Square singing Welcome to New York. And I know that will happen again on New Year's Eve, but it's just such a great New York song. And to actually see her do it in Times Square was really cool. Our next category was your favorite candid photo of Taylor in 2014. And this is pretty much impossible because I feel like at one point she pretty much had a candid every day. Let me just go look at my camera roll on my phone, which is literally all saved candids of Taylor. <laughs> So we actually got a wide variety of responses for this. So I'll just list some of them. One person wrote the blue jacket. And I think that probably means the blue winter coat she wore recently. It's like a powder blue that we just talked about it on episode 84. And Ashley and I just talked about how we loved it. I think that's probably which jacket they mean. Another person loved the candid of Taylor when she was walking out of her apartment with Olivia and Taylor had on the knee highs and the plaid skirt. I'm guessing she was going to film the Diet Coke commercial or something like that. And that outfit was great and having Olivia as an accessory is also wonderful. Another person wrote the one of Taylor arriving at her apartment on October 3rd when she was wearing a flowy shirt and hat. And that was like a black flowy shirt and hat. 
another person selected when Taylor was on the bench in New York, probably around August. She wore a collared dress that was blue and she was carrying a red purse and she was just sitting on these benches. Some people were sitting beside her, completely oblivious to who she was and we were all like, what's wrong with you? But that was a great outfit. One person wrote that probably summarizes what we all think. This is the most difficult question ever because every candid photo of her is truly beautiful and I love all the outfits, but I want to share this one with you. It's frustrating that people can't see these as when they're hearing this episode. This is the dress that Taylor wore when she was on her way to film Ed Sheeran's documentary way back in the spring. It was a black and white striped dress and she had black Oxford's on and she carried her Todd Stella bag, I think. But the dress is just pretty simple, striped black and white, but it was really pretty. And you can see that dress on Ed's documentary. I can't believe that my number one favorite candidate did not make it on this list. What's yours? When she was walking on the streets of New York with the big bundle of red balloons, just very casually. <laughs> oh, yes. That was great. With like 10 red balloons. <laughs> And she had on a golden yellow crop top and skirt. Yes. And it just looked perfect with the red balloons. Just casually walking through New York with all these balloons. That's a great pick. For me, there were so many I loved, but one that really sticks out is when in the spring she wore a black and white romper and she filmed the little Instagram clip with the bubble gun and she was hanging out with Brittany Mac and she wore these yellow heels with the black and white romper. It's just a really great outfit. So our next category goes with fashion as well, and it was your favorite red carpet outfit of Taylor's, and that's kind of hard to pick because, you know, maybe some outfits are okay in Candid's, but all her outfits that she wears to the red carpets are flawless, so this one's really hard to pick. But actually, everyone gave a different answer, but it seems that two people said the Golden Globe dress was their favorite, and that was the strapless dress, and the top was black, and then the whole bottom was very flowy and red, and that one was really pretty. Then people also liked the green Michael Kors. I forget which one that was to. Wasn't that to the AMAs? Was it the AMAs or was it the Teen Choice Awards? The Teen Choice Awards was a more of a neon green. I don't think it was Michael Kors, though. It was the AMAs, you're right. I just looked it up. Well, it seems like the ACM outfit was tied with the Golden Globes outfit, and that was the crop top and maxi skirt that she wore to the ACMs, and that was beautiful. She always looks good on the red carpet. And it was a white crop top with a long black skirt. And that was a cool outfit because that also really introduced us to this new era. That was really an interesting choice for the ACMs, her last country award show appearance. And her first one with her short hair. Yeah. And her hair was very 80s. So she was like trying to give us hints, I think. And then, of course, we all loved her Victoria's Secret fashion show outfit. That was beautiful. One of my favorite favorites that was missing on this was her pink Oscar de la Renta dress that she wore to the Met Gala. That was pretty. The dress that almost didn't make it. <laughs> because of Meredith. I actually love that um one she wore to the um oh I'm having a dumb moment but it was like a it was just recently she it was a very pretty teal dress it was like teal and nude she just wore it recently when she was with selena her hair was kind of curly teal and nude wasn't that at the amas the green michael Kors? oh dress? yeah it was <laughs> i thought they were talking about a different one it's all right you're sick yeah that was a great dress it was <laughs> i liked her outfit on the rooftop 
<laughs> Can we include the rooftop in every answer? <laughs> I also liked the dress that she changed into after performing on the rooftop. That we took pictures of her with. Yeah. Which is, leads into our next question. <laughs> so we asked people what was their favorite regular outfit of Taylor's in 2014. And we got a variety of answers. Someone said whenever she wears a short plaid skirt, which is definitely good. And then someone else related to that said the white crop top and the creamy Scottish checkerboard pattern skirt from the LA 1989 secret session. That was a great outfit. So then someone said the pegacorn costume. Oh, the pegacorn costume. Not really an outfit, but we'll take it. A regular outfit. And of course, crop tops in general. Someone sent in a picture of a really cute outfit from the summer, it looks like. Taylor's in a pink sleeveless dress with sort of a matching pink headband, purse, and shoes. It's very pink. The headband was also key this year. I think one of my other favorite outfits was when she wore the Urban Outfitters flower dress. It was blue and yellow and she had the great headband in and green shoes. Just a very springy outfit. I love that. And I also loved the skirt she wore to Jill's secret session, which I might have bought because I love it so much. Yeah, that was pretty. It's like a black and white plaid. Yes, let me just grab my photo and describe it. <laughs> you know, you have that Grammy in there. That Grammy was a good accessory. I also like the sweater that that one girl's wearing in that picture with her. It's orange and it has stars on it. <laughs> and it's me. <laughs> This year was really just full of great outfits. Taylor just became so confident with herself and she's just pure New York street style. She never has a bad day. Our next question for you guys was your favorite fan moment from the year. And we had a lot of great answers for this. Some people picked the Christmas packages that Taylor's been sending through FedEx. Actually, multiple people selected this as their favorite and explained that some of their friends received packages, which made them really happy. Other people submitted just the 1989 secret sessions. A lot of you love that. It was obviously such a great, great moment for so many people and such a brilliant idea for Taylor to do this for us. Another person said when Taylor visited Steph and Layton at their house, just pulled up in the driveway and knocked on the door like it was totally casual. Other people said just Taylor's general engagement with fans on Tumblr and Instagram, making our day better, making us laugh, giving us recipes. Really, this year has just been so much about Taylor being engaged with us. How could it not be your favorite year ever? Definitely. I don't think I could choose. And adding on to the Tumblr and Instagram comment, we asked you guys what were your actual favorite comments that she's made on Tumblr or Instagram. And someone said, all the tags she tags in Tumblr are pure gold, but that Instagram comment where she said, it gets easier and then it gets okay and then it feels like freedom. I feel that comment in my soul and it makes me stronger. She really wrote a lot of long comments to people that had such words of wisdom in them and really great quotes. I think there's a BuzzFeed article dedicated to it. I mean, some of those were really, really nice. And it was like, wow, I can't believe she even came up with that. And then, of course, she made the comments where she was like plotting, planning, hustling since 1989. <laughs> there's like that sweet wisdom side of Taylor. And then there's that like ghetto fabulous side. <laughs> 
The hashtags are really quite gold for Tumblr. But for me, one of my favorites was when she said something about how you can't be happy every waking moment of every single day. And she said happiness is really kind of a fleeting thing in your life. It's not like you can just be happy all the time. And we just have these fleeting moments of happiness. I don't remember the exact wording, but it was better than how I'm putting it. That was definitely one of my favorites and I think it's so true and so important and I was thinking even just about how when we had such an amazing night with her on October 27th I don't know if I'll ever be as happy as I was that night but Taylor I guess would say that that's okay because you just have to appreciate the moments of happiness when you have it. And of course our other favorite comment was the one she made to you. To me? Yeah. What'd she say to me? On your Instagram. Oh yeah she said she wanted to see us soon and then she did that was so nice how could you forget that (laughs) i almost did (laughs) so then moving on from just instagram and tumblr comments we asked people just their general favorite taylor quote of the year and of course a popular one was as my 25th birthday present from the media i'd like for you to stop accusing all my friends of dating me hashtag thirsty (laughs) so thirsty and then someone else said a quote which was also recent from one of the captions on the photos from her birthday when you're making a wish but you already have all you really need standing around you and then someone else said the billboard woman of the year speech which i really liked especially the part where she said that right now the future woman of the year is in a piano lesson that was great she knows how to give a speech Even her speech when she was accepting her award at the AMAs was a great speech. Our next question was, I don't know, maybe the most difficult, what your favorite song from 1989 is. And even though it might have been the most difficult, the majority of you selected Blank Space. And then New Romantics was second, which is funny because the Rolling Stone just released an article today that said, pretty much the author said, New Romantics is one of the best songs of the year. He doesn't understand why... It was on only the deluxe version as a bonus track. But then it was funny because he wrote, Geniuses are weird though. So pretty much who knows why she did it. And yeah, that is a really great song. The other favorites were You Are In Love and Clean. I think everybody has a different answer for that one. And it changes by day too. So our next question yet we asked you guys was, what is your favorite uh, photo that Taylor posted on social media? And everybody, again, said something different. One of the answers was anything with cats. So that's half the picture she posts right there. And then, of course, a big one was the when she stood in New York City with the wings in the background. That was really pretty. And I think that must have been a really popular one because we saw a lot of people redo it themselves when they went to New York, including us. And there was the Time Magazine cover. No, it's Becky. Getting ready with Carly, the Halloween picture, the short hair, don't care, which was actually the very beginning of the year. So there was a lot of answers here. And I think it's hard to pick. She posts a lot of good pictures. She really did. No, it's Becky was insane. And then you go from that to like the Time magazine cover, which is just iconic already. And her most recent video of Meredith and Olivia is amazing, where she... They want the bag of treats. (laughs) Well, finally, that brings us to our last question, which was the overall favorite Taylor moment of the year. And I just, I don't like answering these questions. I feel like I'm always leaving out so many good things. 
but people submitted some really good ones. One person said the surprise release of Shake It Off and the announcement of 1989, obviously important. Someone else said, and I love this one, the Graham Norton show reading the R.I.P. Me post. <laughs> that was great. I think that was the same person that posted Ew. It might be. Lots of funny <laughs> answers. Someone else said the Red Tour show in London. And then they also just said, basically, when Taylor got on Tumblr and started talking to us. And a couple other people said that, too. And someone just said world domination, which is pretty accurate <laughs> to sum up this whole year. That's a great answer. I think we should all say our favorite moment. Oh, wait, it's the same. Come on, guys. Probably the moment when she called us Swiftcast. And she met us and we got to meet her all and hang out on the rooftop. And that the moment we all took a picture together as a group. And the moment that before we knew we were meeting her, she said we were going to go hang out. Oh, yeah, that was really funny. And everybody, yeah, that was really funny. That's like what you see on TV. I just remembered someone tweeting, and I don't know if we said this on the show before, but when Taylor said we're all going to hang out now, it's pretty much like she just told everyone, you're all getting a million dollars. Well, we kind of reacted like that. <laughs> well, I just remember it seems like yesterday that we recorded this same episode last year. But it actually was a year ago now. And I just remember we all said, really, we were just looking forward to 2015 so we would have tour. And Taylor just surprised everyone with everything she's done this year. And that's why she really has achieved world domination. Because she keeps her fans guessing and keeps us engaged. And I don't know how she's going to top this year, but I know she will. I was pretty bummed when 2013 was ending because that was such a good year and such a fun year with so many chances to see Taylor on tour. And I just felt like the next tour and album were a lifetime away. So it's crazy that we're going to be at the next tour in just a couple of months and already have our tickets. Well, we want to thank everyone who took the time to respond to our survey. And some of you left your Twitter names for us. So I just want to read those off quickly as a thank you. And those include at It's Kimberly K, at Mary Swifty 12, at Vilma Brownie, at Scooby Doug, at Never Ever 1313, and at Shades of Tay Gray. And those of you who didn't leave your name, still thank you for participating. Yeah, you guys gave some really great answers, and there's no way we could cover every single favorite moment, but you helped us out a lot. Yeah. And so I'm going to do a wrap-up of the wrap-up episode. <laughs> so just remember to press subscribe on iTunes, and it'll download the latest episode of SwiftCast for you automatically. You don't have to do anything at all. And if you guys ever want to contact us, you can feel free to do so. On We're on TaylorConnect at SwiftCast13. You can tweet us on Twitter at SwiftCast13. You can email us at theswiftcast13 at gmail.com and our Facebook is The Swiftcast and you can like us on Facebook for a lot of updates that we do on there and of course you can check out our website swiftcast13.com So we're actually going to be taking a holiday break so this will be the last episode of 2014 we'll be back in January with episode 87 so we're already excited for that to get back to hanging out with you guys. But for now, final predictions on what Taylor's going to do for next year. 
<laughs> get a third cat. That would make her a cat lady. Yeah, I think she might not care, though. I don't know. She keeps using Alex's quote. Two cats is a party, but three is a cat lady. I think she's going to add even more dates to the 1989 tour. I think she's going to invite us to hang out with her in club whatever. Some people think it should be called Wonderland. I like that idea. Wonderland. I really don't know what Taylor's going to be up to between January and May, other than taking home some more Probably a lot of rehearsals. Yeah, she'll be doing rehearsals. It's just, to me, it's weird because the Red Tour started so much earlier than 1989. But it will be good for her to get a little break. And then, really, she's just going to be really busy with tour. I can't wait to finally see what she has planned for us. Well, it just occurred to me that she normally does a lot of her rehearsals in an actual arena. And before, she used to always do them in the Bridgestone Arena because that was home. But where is she going to do them now? It's a good question because I guess it would be tough at a place like MSG where the Knicks play. and Maybe she'll spend some more time in Nashville just for that. Yeah, maybe. maybe a lot of her band still does live there. The first date will be in Japan. So they'll have to ship everything over, which also kind of was interesting to me, just that she decided to make the first date overseas and then come right back. But it should be very exciting. I'm not going to be able to avoid spoilers. I'm going to see what happens in Japan before I actually get to see it I think in more immediate predictions in the next couple days and probably even before this episode comes out, Taylor and Austin are going to get in another Nerf gun fight on Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, I think they'll probably be spending Christmas in New York. Definitely. Seems like Taylor has the whole family there. That's fun. Well, I hope you guys all had a good Christmas. And got lots of Taylor merch, and we'd love to see what you get, so send us pictures. Tweet us. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I can't wait to see what everybody got. I might have bought myself some stuff but from the 13 days, but... It happens. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode and for 2014. This has been a great year. We love doing the podcast. We love having you guys listen to us. And we're really excited to see you next year. I can't wait. Me neither. For now, this has been Steph. Ashley. And Jill. And Haley and Nate miss you guys too. Yeah. They'll see you next year. Yes, we will see you in 2015 for episode 87. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Peace out, Swift Scouts. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. The theme song for SwiftCast was written and performed by Sydney and Chuck. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.